0: Well, how the hell are you? Welcome back to another episode of the Kenny and Co. show. One of these days we'll have intro music and we will have a more universal, I think I've said this 75 times at this point. It's like, should I get off the pot, Kendall? Just make an intro for this. You have no idea how overwhelmed I get by the most minute minutia things and this is one of them. One day we will have it. Today is not the day. I will let you know when the day is, but welcome back. We have another episode of the Kenny and Show where we talk about anything and everything and nothing all at once. And this week is no different. It is another haphazard, chaotic episode as per usual because we just like to get on here and we like to shoot the shit because where else can we just talk about nonsense for 45 minutes and have some of it somehow all come together and tie in a nice little bow and make sense in our little brains and distract us from the goings on of the day to day, right? So here we are, we are back. We are rolling into the actual holidays. I feel like sometimes some people have different definitions of when the holidays start, when they stop, when they begin, when they don't. And that was a hot topic. I put up a questions box for you guys in stories this week and I got a lot of questions on this topic. So we will dive into it. I will give you my takes on the holidays. But I feel like, do people Con consolidate Halloween into these holidays or when we're talking about holidays are we talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and such I feel like I feel like Halloween may get lumped into the holidays technically it is a holiday and it's of the same time period but I don't know what okay so technically holiday stands for holy days right that's where holidays came from so I'm not certain I'm not certain All Souls Day. Is it All Souls Day or is it All Saints Day? All Souls Day is Halloween, right? Yeah, All Souls Day is Halloween. So technically, is that a holiday? Is it a holy day? I don't know. I probably should have done more research on that before I started this episode. We're just going to go with it's not. I feel like it's it's a holiday in the sense it's a time for a good time. But I don't believe it is a holy day nor is Thanksgiving. So what am I talking about? Anyway, I digress. Let's like scratch all of that. Let's just take it back. The holidays are anytime it is below in the Northeast for me, it's below 60 degrees and it is slight chill in the air. We are in holiday season. Um, and that's where we're at right now because my seasonal depression is already at an all time high, even though, even though I do genuinely enjoy the holidays, I do love like a crispy fall night. I love a fireplace. I love a brewery. I love apple pick. I love like all like the kitschy, you know, cliche things that you do around this time of the year. But I also don't love it at the same time. Like I'm going through the motions. I'm trying to be a good sport about it. I'm really just trying to show up and just get in there. And in the reality, if you see me at any of these things deep down inside, it feels like You know, when like one of your socks is slipping off, like that's what it feels like. Nobody can kind of tell up front that you are slowly, you know, dying within. Uh, But in reality, in your reality, you are not fully all there. Mentally, you are somewhere else, somewhere hopefully like 85 and sunny. And I say this every year. I complain every year. Do I do anything about it? Absolutely not. Have I booked a ticket to a warmer place? No. Why? Because in my mind, I've realized this as of like in the last week, I am cheap. I did not know this about myself. I, well, it's also one of the things is cheap and willing to spend money on certain things. So like, I don't think I'm cheap because if I'm paying for convenience, by all means, if it's like $30 shipping, but I'm going to get the thing that I want and tomorrow, fine. $30, like that's basically free. But for me, like, $250 on a plane ticket, which is so dumb because if I ever told my 23 year old self this, if she knew this about me in my early thirties that I was acting a fool like this, she would just die because I used to book flights the day before I left places. I would pay like $800 to like go to Vegas the day before. The night before, I'd book it the night before and then go the next day. I would do that. And I would do that like kind of regularly. I don't know where I had all of this, you know, disposable. I just wasn't an adult, a proper adult. So I just had no bills and just lots of schkarol apparently. And I would just blow it on things like that. I have great memories. So I feel like it was worth it. However, now, if she knew now that I won't even pull the trigger on a $250 plane ticket, which is nothing, I can spend $250 on Amazon. But for some reason, the commitment, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't like like planning so far in advance. It makes me uneasy. Yet it would be the thing that probably would curb most of my seasonal depression. So once again, we are self-sabotaging and we are not helping ourselves out. So here we are. Anyway, back to holidays. This episode is going to go live the week of Thanksgiving. So I thought it would be good to... Just get a little like pulse check on the on the on the peoples, on the community. I put the questions in the question box. There were, for some reason, a lot of uh holiday questions. Um I said to keep it spicy and chaotic and all the things. There were some very interesting questions. So I'm gonna try to get through as many of them as I can. And I love these. I well, first thing, I love when you guys tell me what we, we should talk about. I could talk about anything for 45 minutes. So it's either I get here and I just go with whatever thought is in my brain, which could be a good one, could be a really not productive one. <laughs> Or we could do this communally and you guys can tell me what we need to discuss. So I'm glad the last episode we were all on the same page. I got so, oh my God, it was so funny. So last week's episode, we were talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, uh, because who isn't talking about that? And I didn't think I had a hot take at all. I just thought it was like, kind of like, isn't this what everybody thinks? Apparently not. I posted a clip from that TikTok, that TikTok. I posted a clip of that podcast On TikTok, which is another thing I said I was gonna do, film all of my podcasts. And then I realized I have to like look presentable while I record then. And like that's a whole other like hour that I have to like prep to like, you know, dress myself, get my, you know, hair done, makeup done, all the things we look like somewhat presentable. And most of the time when I'm recording these, I look like a gremlin. So we're working on that. But anyway, I posted a clip of that podcast on Instagram and then I posted it on TikTok. The difference between the community. I don't have a community on TikTok. Um I mean after my Selena video, my community is the, they're just very supportive of me and my dancing abilities. So I would say the community on TikTok uh that follows me is very supportive, but TikTok also like brings you into, you know, other worlds of people. And on Instagram I don't know. Instagram doesn't show my shit to anybody, but I guess I guess because I was talking about Taylor Swift, it did show me to some new people. Um, And the comments, the different, the differentiating the difference. Hello, the difference between the comments on Instagram and the comments on TikTok were hysterical. So most of the comments on Instagram were like, "Yeah, okay, like this kind of like could make sense." This tracks as the kids say I don't even know if they still say that but like this could I could I could see this being a thing and then on TikTok it it was as if I uh said that Taylor Swift was like the most untalented ugly um just terrible person to ever walk the planet of which I never said any of those things I did mention how I didn't like her banks, but I didn't put that in the clip so they didn't even know that um and the comments were hysterical it was just people i just hit a nerve that i didn't even know i was trying to hit but um just the difference in the communities is really something wild tiktok is another beast but i had a giggle i thought it was pretty funny and engagement's engagement so i'll take it i'll take it and if if that was a hot take i don't know if i should say any more hot takes then but no you cannot silence me tiktok anyway um there was like one, it's funny, I saw the other day, the woman was like, stop talking. And I was like, okay. And then I clicked on her page and she is like, um, her like profile was in like Disney and her and her family, she has like two kids in high school. She seems like a sweet mom. And I'm like, mm. I think sometimes people comment on Instagram things and think that nobody sees it. I don't know why people think this, but I do think that that is a thing. I think people comment on social media thinking nobody's going to see this. Like certainly the creator doesn't have time to like peruse this. And it's like, I mean, I get a notification and I am excited when someone comments on my stuff because (laughs) I feel like we could have a little chitty chat about it. We could have a little conversation about it. And instead she just said, stop talking. So... (laughs) just another little slice of humble pie this week. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so that was, that was last week's episode, Travis and Taylor. And since then we have so much more Travis and Taylor content, but this is not a Travis and Taylor, um, account or podcast. We could turn it into, and maybe, I don't know if that's what I should be doing because it seems to, you know, get a lot of, uh, interaction and engagement these days, but, I'm not going to stoop so low to just use Travis and Taylor for clickbait, even though I'm not above it. Anyway, uh, this week we are just going to do some hot topic, not even hot topics, hot takes, hot takes um, as we go into a holiday week again. So it's funny. One of the questions was, (laughs) and this is funny, and I do think I have a legitimate explanation for this here question. The, there were multiple there were people saying why the fuck is everybody decorating for christmas on november 1st and there were many iterations of that question but i would say six of you had like the same kind of vibe of like what the fuck are we doing like why are we rushing this entire season and i have thoughts on this now i am not in the camp of decorating before thanksgiving i will rarely listen to christmas music beforehand I, in the last couple of years, I've started to like watch some Christmas movies because sometimes I do feel like the season is very short and I do love the Christmas season. So why not, you know, take advantage of it? Plus it's darker out earlier and like, what the fuck else are you supposed to do in this horrid, horrid time of the year when it's cold and just miserable? So if, you know, the little Christmas that I sprinkle in early in the season makes me feel better, so be it. But this is, this is the real reason. So, and I hope this makes sense to everyone, but this has been a, like a slow, I don't know, like a slow adoption. I would say like the last like five, six years, maybe even longer, but it like took us a little time to like get hip to the game. So there's two things here. One is the rest of the world doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. So when Halloween is over, if that country or wherever the fuck they are, celebrates Halloween like after that like it's fair game like they can kind of pick whenever the fuck they want to start celebrating Christmas or decorating for Christmas because they don't have Thanksgiving so it's like a very you know U.S. centric thought process that we kind of take one holiday at a time we go Halloween then we go another month and then we go another month like we do the whole thing So like in Canada, I think their Thanksgiving is in October. So same, like when Halloween's over, it's like fair game. It's like full blown Christmas season. Hallmark movies all the way for like 60 days straight, which I think makes it like a little like by the time we get to Christmas, we're a little like over it. And I am someone that likes to leave my Christmas decorations up until January 6th, the epiphany, which we did an episode on that last year. You can go back and watch it, listen to it but I am a 12 days of Christmas gal. I like, I would prefer us to go like all get on the same page of celebrating the 12 days of Christmas, which start on Christmas and end on January 6th with the epiphany. I would rather do that because that time period (laughs) between Christmas and the new year is fucking horrible. It is so dreary. It is so cold And again, clearly I am not a winter girl. I am a spring summer all the way through. I am so sorry if I'm shitting on your season. I don't mean to yuck anybody's yum, but I'm just not into it. And I just think it's a very depressing time of year because it's like they yank the airwaves filled with, you know, Christmas cheer. It's like back to whatever the fuck they were playing before. And it's just, it's like we go from like zero No, we go from like a hundred to zero. So I would love if we like eased on out of Christmas as opposed to like yanking the cord. And, you know, it goes from everything's happy and jolly and joy filled on the 25th. And then it's nothing on December 26th. Um, So anyway, so other countries don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So there is no like middle like marker of, okay, this is when we can start decorating. This is when we can start celebrating. That's one this is one of my theories. The other theory, which I don't even think is a theory is more of an observation. Everyone that you see on Instagram. So this used to just be with bloggers and influencers. Now, because of bloggers and influencers, the, the lay people, the townspeople, the <laughs> us peasants, Have adopted their ways because we've seen it and we're like, oh, I want to be like them too. If they do it early, I'll do it early too. The reason why bloggers and influencers like those big accounts, big lifestyle accounts, even not even big lifestyle accounts, just just like your micro influencer, whoever, whoever is selling you Christmas shit, they are decorating on 11-1 on November 1st because they need two weeks of lead time to sell you everything for Black Friday. And to sell you everything for Christmas. So if they were to start the day after Thanksgiving, they're late. Like, they're they were they're already behind. Like, they need to get you when you're shopping for Christmas decorations, which happens prior to decorating for Christmas, which happens prior to Thanksgiving. So they have to have, like, their houses in order, everything, their content shot, their gift guides done, their links all working, their photo shoots, the this, the that. Everything has to be curated and done within that first week, because then they need to sell you for two weeks and then it's Black Friday. And then by then, most of their like decor and everything you've already sold through. So then they transition from like selling you decor and stuff for your home and entertaining and stuff like that. Then they transition to, okay, so after Black Friday, say you miss Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales, then they kind of just stick with like gift guide stuff and more like holiday gifting content. So that is why it starts so early. So if you feel like pressure, it's not so much that they're like trying to skip holidays. It's just the way like retail works. And so like in stores, they do the same kind of thing. Like they're decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving happens. I mean, we always see that like in the stores, we're like, Oh my God, why can't they just let one holiday be? And then because we live in a capitalistic society, we're going to sell you shit. And that's the only way to do it because we have to like, people have to see things so many times in order for them to actually make a purchase. So it has to start earlier. And that way they can go from like holiday decor, entertaining content to more, heavy on like the goods, like the consumer goods piece. So what has happened because bloggers and influencers started doing that, now everyone else is kind of like taking stock in that because they're like, well, if they're doing it, then I can do it. And they're not necessarily thinking, oh, they're doing it because they need to sell me the stuff. They're like, oh, this must be like customary for them. (laughs) But I can almost guarantee you. If you asked any of these like bloggers and influencers, like when did you start decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving, they would probably say like when I started my business or when I started influencing work and blogging and all that stuff, because it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of work. Like when I tell you, I used to want to be a like lifestyle influencer where I would like, and I did this for like a hot second. It's so funny. Like when I look back at photo shoots that I did and like content I used to share, like I had photo shoots of like tablescapes and like, like hosting tips. And, and like, I don't knock any of that. I loved that. And I still love hosting and entertaining. It is literally my love language. But like, I was like 28 when I was doing that. And I was like, what the, but that was such a thing at the time, like in 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, like that whole, like Millennial lifestyle influencer. It was like we were trying to be like in our like late sixties, in our like mid to late twenties. It didn't make any sense. We were trying to be Martha Stewart, but like Martha Stewart, like in current age, not like young Martha Stewart, the model Martha Stewart. It was it was a very weird time. But anyway, I look back at these photo shoots and I'm like, whoa! I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that person is. I'm like showing you how to like fold a napkin. Like, are you kidding me? And some of you that like just joined in the last couple of years, you would be shook if I ever tried to show you how to fold a napkin. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here with your napkin. What are you going to show me how to fold a napkin? Who gives you, what gives you the authority to show me how to fold a napkin? And to be honest, I have no authority in folding a napkin other than I'm really fucking good at it and I can throw a banging party. But I have diverted from that content quite fiercely because it just made me feel like I don't know, like once I moved, once we moved out of Hillsdale, I literally look back at photos and I'm like these like photos I took me and Tim and like Lucy and I'm like, oh my God, it is so cringeworthy for me. It probably nobody else would feel this way, but I don't even know who that person is. That like that version of me is so such a distant memory, but I like laugh at this. I'm like, oh my God. So I, I can empathize because I used to want to do that. And it's a very, I don't want to say like difficult, like you love to do that. So then like the idea used to be, if you loved what you were sharing or what you were doing, like document, don't create. And I loved that part of, you know, blogging and influencing for a while. And then it shifted again, like back to creating and not just documenting. And I am not into the creating part. I can document the shit out of whatever I'm doing, but like to create for the sake of something, It, it just like doesn't land with me. So anyway, so if that gives you a little bit more perspective on the whole, why are we, uh, skipping Thanksgiving and why are we stressing out and decorating for Christmas so early? It's just because of retail, like plain and simple. Same thing, even like with beauty counter and the work that I do with beauty counter, we are talking about holiday sets and holiday this and that and black Friday in September if that gives you any context. So like even I'm still thinking about holidays well before people that aren't in retail would would be thinking about that. But it's because you have to like plan things out and content and this and that and whatever. So, but I think we may have created a monster because now I think it's like a runaway train of, of Christmas before Thanksgiving Um, I don't hate it. I don't think I'm on board for it. I, we get a real tree every year. So like, there's no way that shit's staying alive for two and a half months the way I want it to. Um, maybe if I had a fake tree, I'd throw it up. I don't know. I mean, maybe it would make my seasonal depression be less. Maybe, probably not. Um, like I could see like throwing up a fake tree with no ornaments and then putting the ornaments on after Thanksgiving. I feel like that could be like one way to, you know, differentiate the two but we go hard on black friday like that is our like it's game time like black friday thanksgiving night like i'm watching christmas vacation black friday we are decorating the tree we're going to get a tree we set up my mom's tree we do like all the things so yeah i think we just fall into two different camps here i think it's uh before thanksgiving and after thanksgiving and never the twain shall meet but you do you boo Whatever makes whatever makes you happy. Times is tough. It's hard out there in these streets. So just do what makes you giggle and makes you happy. And if that means putting up your Christmas tree on September 1st, October 1st or November 1st, go for it, girlfriend. And just, I don't know, just respect the fact that the rest of us are just gonna be Scrooge until after Thanksgiving. This next one made me giggle. This girl said, I'm a clean beauty girly, but want Botox. Am I crazy? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I I love that we are chatting about this. Okay, so I currently do not have, I've never had Botox, don't have it. I don't know why I say currently, but I never had Botox. I am not opposed opposed to getting Botox when I need it. Because I'm sure there will come a time in the very not so distant future where I'm going to need it. Right now, I feel like I don't necessarily need it. I really, really pride myself on my skincare routine and I have adapted, adopted some techniques of really trying to not raise my eyebrows, to not further make more wrinkles than there are currently. And you know, what's so funny. So instead of raising my eyebrows, I really just like try to open my eyes like really wide. I wish you could see this. This is the point in the podcast where I wish I was recording this so you could actually see what I'm doing. But I do think that if you train yourself to open your eyes, instead of raise your eyebrows, (laughs) one, you'll look like a psychopath, but two, you won't have as many wrinkles, which is really great. Um, the odd thing is the biggest wrinkle I have is in my neck. And I've always said this, that, like, my head, like, oddly tilts to the right. <laughs> I know, like, every everybody can probably, like, relate to this in some capacity. Like, my left eye- eyebrow is better than my right eyebrow. Like, my left side of my face is better than the right side of my face. My left side of my teeth are better than my right side. Of, like, all the things. But my head, like, literally, like, it, like, tilts at, like, an like a eight-degree angle to the right. And... I'm getting like tech neck, but I literally only have wrinkles on the right side of my neck, the left side of my neck, smooth sailing. So just reconfirming the fact that the left side of my face and the left side of my body is far superior to the right side. If we duplicated or if all of my pictures were from the right side of my face, I would be deemed like unworthy of looking. (laughs) That's like aggressive. And somebody's going to be like, oh my God, no, you're not. But like, you know what I mean? It's just not my favorable side and I don't think it's favorable to anybody else for that matter, but I really only have wrinkles in my neck and I think about it and I'm like, is it weird to like start getting Botox, but just, just do my neck, do my neck, please. And also while you're at it, can you like pull up the skin in my neck because like the double chin situation or like, I don't know if it's like muscle failure under there. It's just like getting so ridiculous that like my jawline is becoming obsolete I don't know what they could do for that, but I am so not opposed to it. So, I mean, the thing about Botox is it's a neurotoxin. Like, there's no bones about it. It's, I wouldn't say, probably great for us, but it was developed for migraines. So maybe we will get migraines. (laughs) Um, And I've seen some bad botched Botox, which is not great, but it's not permanent. So that's a good sign. Um, and I know plenty of people that have Botox and it looks great. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not like super into like the ice skater rink kind of look like the frozen face, but like when you get someone that's really good at it, like it looks really good. Um, I think it's great. I think you can be into all the crunchy shit. You can be into low tox living. You can be into, you know, using all natural cleaning products and safer skincare and, you know, clean beauty and makeup and all that stuff and still get yourself a little bit of tox every once in a while. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that because it's called low tox living. It's not called no tox living and no tox would insinuate no Botox. So therefore it's just low tox and that includes Botox. So Whatever makes you feel good. This is the other thing. I am all for your mental health. And if looking at your face with some Botox in it is going to make you feel more confident and better about yourself and thus leading you to do other things in your life as a byproduct of that confidence, then fuck yeah, go all in. But like if you're just getting Botox because like it's a thing to do, like... I mean, one, good for you that you just have like an extra $500. This is, okay, so this goes back to that being cheap thing. This is why I don't think I've done it yet, is because I can't justify spending like $500 or whatever it is. Honestly, I don't even know what it is these days for Botox um, on Botox because then in my mind, I'm like, well, that's the flight to, to Florida. Will I book the flight to Florida? No. Will I get the Botox? No, but that is how I do the math in my brain, which I'm realizing as I'm discussing this with you, that this might be a larger problem than I need to evaluate, but I don't think that you're a hypocrite if you get Botox and you're into crunchy lifestyle. I think it's like not an, not an either, or it's an end. It's always, and it's always, and I do not like either, or. I like, and if you're between one thing and the other thing, get both because then you never have any regrets. So go get your Botox, do, do whatever you do, whatever you want to do. But the other thing is, I do think, I, I do think that girls are starting a little young with the Botox because they look so much older. So this is the weird conundrum that happens with Botox. And I might be the only one that thinks this. And if I am, then I'll just be here on my lonely island by myself. But I think there is a thing that happens. And I, I've talked to my mom about this. That when people have Botox, you assume they're of an age to need Botox. And therefore trying to hide their age on their face. So I think subconsciously you add a few years to... To how old you think they are because you account for the Botox taking off some years. If does that make sense? Or do I overthink this? I think I overthink this. But I have met some people in their like mid 20s that I thought were my age, but they were eight years younger than me. So they were like 25. I'm 30, 33. They were 25. I thought we were the same age. They had Botox, which you can clearly, you know, we're we're past the point of like trying to make it like, oh, look like you can't tell if you have Botox. Like, no, we know, we know when you have Botox and there's no shame around it. Like it is 2023. We have moved past that. But now it's like this weird, like age discrepancy. So like this girl, I thought we were the same age and she was like saying something and it was a clear indication that we were not the same age, not even close. And I was like, Oh, why did I think she was so much older? And then I thought about it and I was like, I think it's the Botox. It's the Botox and the lip filler. And I'm like, I don't think you need that at 25, unless like you got some deep, you've been like angry for a while and you got like some deep wrinkles and like, yeah, okay. You probably, you know, would feel better with it. But I do think you add subconsciously some, some years when, when you get the Botox. I mean, I'm not saying I am subtracting any years for my lack of Botox forehead because uh, I probably look like I'm 10 years older than I actually am because I love the sun. Although (laughs) on my birthday this year, I (laughs) I wanted to get a massage. My mom took me to get a massage. I also think I was dressed like a child. Like I had just come from teaching. I was in like workout, like, biker shorts and a like a top, like a crop top. My hair was like air dried. So it was like a curly frizzy mane. And I, I don't know, like I just, I probably was not presenting like a mature woman, grown ass woman that I am. And the girl at the front desk, the woman at the front desk, she was like, Oh my God, it's your birthday. Are you are you getting ready to go back to school? <laughs> and like at this point, it wasn't a compliment because she she didn't know she was complimenting me. She just genuinely thought I was a child. Like she thought I was in college, which is just insane. But it was really just speaking to the fact that I looked so immature and so disheveled. And then like I'm there with my mom and my mom's taking me for my birthday So there's that. So there's two sides to this coin. Um, but maybe it was a testament to my skincare routine. I also think that meditating, I know this might sound like woo woo, I do think that meditating helps wrinkles. I just think that when you let less shit bother you, you hold less tension in your face and you release like certain muscles. And with breath work, you release muscles. And I think it just lessens the, the tension in those muscles. It's like gua shaing from inside, you know, an internal gua sha, if you will. And I think that that helps a lot too. And just recognizing, like, I noticed like maybe 10 years ago that I used to drive with a furrowed brow, like just driving just down the street anywhere and I would just have this like furrowed brow I think I'm using the term right where you just like you make your 11s you know between your eyebrows and you're just like it looks like you're just questioning everything and you're just like a skeptical bitch and I would drive like that and I drive a lot so I was just like driving around like incinerating these that's not the right use of that word but I was just like etching permanently etching the 11s into my forehead And then I noticed in the rearview mirror one day, I was like, why am I driving like that? And then I just like made a conscious effort to like not do that. And I think that that helped that plus trying to not raise my eyebrows and just open my eyes like a psychopath. I think those have like contributed to the, to the low activation of the wrinkles that I currently have. They are getting bigger. I can like, I used to just have one like above my left eyebrow. I have a very animated left eyebrow. Like I could do like the rock eyebrow lift with my left side, but I can't do that with my right side, which is probably why the right side of my face just looks like it's drooping all the time because I don't have like the muscle control over it. But anyway, that side of my face doesn't have any wrinkles. So back to the moral of the story. Uh, no, you are not crazy for wanting Botox and also loving clean beauty and wanting to live a low tox lifestyle, you know? So I don't think you needed my permission, but maybe you did. And I hope you have it. So enjoy your Botox, girlfriend. Oh, and I want to have some reading through these. I don't know how I should have gone in order of like 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 questions. Um, there were a couple of questions about family traditions slash like how to deal with families family for the holidays, which is really funny. Um, well, okay, so let's family traditions. Family traditions. I don't know if she she was asking my family traditions or just like everybody's family traditions. Since you guys can't like chime in right now, I guess I just give you my family traditions, uh, which are hysterical because not that I don't have, I have family traditions, but they change every, you know, seven years or whatever. But my parents have been divorced since I was three. So family traditions like look different because every other year I was with a different parent for a different like not like holiday so like every other year was with my mom or my dad for thanksgiving every other year was with my mom or dad for christmas eve and then they would drop me off for christmas day so like that always shifted back and forth and like when i was younger i remember like on my dad's side we'd go to my cousins for every holiday and like that was always so fun and it's like a big loud italian holiday for like thanksgiving and christmas and they were just like we would just run around like psychopaths and eat lots of food and drink wine when we weren't allowed, or, like, we, we, like, were kind of allowed, but, like, we had to, like, sneak it, and, like, just, I don't know, be kids, and I remember that being really fun, and then on my mom's side, my mom is one of five, so, again, like, the big Irish family, and I remember, since I was an only child, my grandparents And luckily, like I don't talk, I don't know, luckily that's not the right word, but like I don't talk to any of my cousins, so they'll never hear this, so they'll never come after me. Um, And it's funny because one of my cousins lives 20 minutes away from me um, and haven't seen him in 17 years. So um, if you're wondering about family traditions and family dynamics, we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, But anyway, since I was an only child, my grandparents always gave me double because like every other like family had like two to three kids so like they would get like two to three toys like one per kid and then like my grandparents just would give me like double or like triple because it was only like one of me and I guess to like equi distribute you know gift giving throughout all the families I just got like all of it which like nothing for nothing I obviously was their favorite but like obviously I deserved it because I was also like the best and most well-behaved child of course So like, it was really like on me and like I earned it and I deserved it. And then it's nothing. Actually, that kind of has something to do with why we don't talk to them anymore. Um, But yeah, so that was like younger holidays, but it was always a big, like holidays were always, always a big, big, big deal. Like it was just chaotic and like, it was fun, but it was just, there was so many people all over the place. And then, you know, as you get older and as you're listening to this, I know that there's every, okay. So this is something that I know for a fact as an adult, every family has someone in their family they don't talk to. It's like the crazy uncle Larry, or like aunt Susie, or, you know, someone over there, or like, this person that's not really a family member but was raised as part of the family and like now you don't talk. Everybody's got it. And everybody else thinks that every other family is perfect. And what I've realized as I've become an adultier adult is that n- there's no such thing as perfect. Like like I don't know. cookie cutter perfect? Like not at all. And I think sometimes people feel like bad about like their family dynamics, but if your family dynamics are wonky, just know like you're right where you're supposed to be. Like this is as normal as it comes. Wonky family dynamics are normal. It's very common. Everybody's got, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got that one person or three people or a couple people. I don't know. Everybody's got someone in their family that they got beef with. And that they don't talk to. And like I said, I've got cousins that live literally mere miles away from me right now that I have not talked to since I was 17 years old. So, you know, it just like kind of is what it is. And do I get sad? About, not, I don't get sad about it now. It's funny. Growing up, my dad didn't talk to his brother. Um, so I have four cousins on my dad's side that I met once at my grandfather's like funeral Um, and I'm saying all this because I know this is so common, not to like air dirty laundry for my family. This is nothing like, that's like unknown. I'm not like spilling any tea or whatever. I'm just like giving you some context. And so he doesn't talk to his brother and I've never had a relationship with him at all whatsoever. And do I get sad about it Uh, sometimes? And then other times I'm like, you don't know what you don't know kind of thing, you know? Um, and the cousins that I was like raised with are like second cousins, but I was raised with them. They're like first cousins not that that makes any difference and maybe it's an Italian thing you know your first second and third cousins are basically like your first cousins um and so I had a whole side of the family there and then with my mom you know when usually usually family dynamics circle around death (laughs) which is nothing like adding insult to injury so like when people die in your family or like the matriarch patriarch of your family die the whole fucking cookie crumbles And so that happened with my mom's side of the family and when my grandfather passed away. It was just so chaotic, so unnecessary, so unhinged and just unforgivable on like a lot of aspects, have I forgiven them? Of course, because I'm not about to like live with that karmic burden or like bear that grudge for the rest of my life. No, thank you. So I have absolved them of any harm that they have ever done to me or my mom or anything like that. But do I want a relationship? Not necessarily. I could probably do without it. But that being said, it usually stems from when people pass away because it's just the the wheels quite literally fall the fuck off. So just know if that is your family and if you are navigating those waters this week as we head into the Thanksgiving week or the holiday season, just know the only way to combat it is just to fucking laugh. Just laugh. Laugh and realize everybody's got some kind of situation like this. Most of the time, the drama is not like life Or death kind of drama. It's petty bullshit. It's usually someone saying something off-color to the other person and them just not understanding how to not take things personally. It's usually some serious bullshit or just like a big misunderstanding. None of it is like usually. I'm saying usually this could not maybe not be your case, but most of the time it's not something like grave, like, you know, your uncle murdered, you know, somebody and you have a bone to pick with him. That's a little different of a situation, hopefully, than that person is in jail. But most of the time it's like petty bullshit. It's just like stupid family drama. It's like you would be writing for, you know, an episode of like Vanderpump Rules. Like that's like the level of like petty drama it would be. But people, don't, people will lose families. People will lose everything over it. And I'm just like, for what? What's the point? So I just prefer to like pick my family. And that's what I've done over the years. So my family traditions look very different than they did when I was younger. Because as you get an adult and you realize like the bullshit and like the part that you don't want to be involved in, you just kind of like get to separate and pick and choose. And then when I was, you know, in high school, um, my uh dad's girlfriend, her family became like our family and we did big parties and had crazy Christmas Eves and Christmas Eve was the big day to like celebrate and do all that stuff and, um, and then me and my mom would go and do our thing on Christmas Day and it was like that was like that tradition for a while. And then now as I've like got into my like 20s, when we moved into Hillsdale, we kind of started doing holidays. There was even a couple of holidays where both of my parents were in the same room, which was weird. It only lasted like one year. I should have known it was too good to be true. And then now it's just kind of like I was hosting a bunch of holidays and now I'm like, uh-uh. I'm showing up with a, with a dessert and a bottle of wine and that's it. And that is, that is my holiday tradition. I like to, like I said before, I like to set up and, like, decorate for Christmas on Black Friday. Like, that is, that's probably a tradition that, like, me and my mom and now with Tim we do every Black Friday. Um, But, yeah, and, like, nothing, nothing like that set in stone, which is fine because we like to, like, roll with the punches. Also, I think, like, putting a lot of pressure on yourself to, like, make the holidays, like, super hallmarky and you know like holiday movie-esque I think it's just so setting yourself up for like disappointment so I say just set the bar really low like set it super low zero expectations like control the controllables like how you celebrate you yourself and I (laughs) you yourself and I how you celebrate and how you like want to do whatever the things you want to do. If you want to go to the city one day, if you want to go out to dinner, if you want to go to a cute Christmas decorated restaurant, like control those things. And then like when it comes to like overall big family stuff, like just set the bar so low. Another thing that we do, which is fun, if you wanted to like introduce like a fun moment into like a Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner, usually I think we do this at Christmas, um, is like, everybody brings like a bottle of something like a bottle of wine, a bottle of liquor um, or one person will do this, which is like very generous of them because it's quite an undertaking and very costly. But like you buy like 12 bottles of something and they range from like being like really nice bottles of something and like shitty cheap, you know, whatever. And I forget what it's not white. uh, Is it kind of white elephant? It's kind of like a white elephant with liquor and that's fun you could play like left right center if you wanted to like get some gambling and like those kind of fun games but if you want like a more like fun holiday and like fun vibes with your you know thanksgiving or christmas or whatever and it's not happening like don't be afraid to be the fun you know, to like bring the party. You're a good time, Charlie. You can come with some dice and some singles for everybody. Like nothing's better than the guy that like shows up and it's like, we're going to play LCR and everybody's like, oh, I don't have singles. It's like, don't worry. I stopped at the bank. I got 200 singles. And it's like oh, amazing, like fabulous. And just like, you know, doing it for the, for the vibe, doing it for everybody else. Like we love that. We love that. So like, don't be afraid to do that at your party at your Thanksgiving or your Christmas. And one last thing on like family holiday traditions, I think I think when you don't have kids, you're in this like weird limbo between like being the kid, right? Because like if you're going to Christmas and Thanksgivings and all these things and you are you don't have a generation that to bring, you're not bearing the next generation with you, like you still feel like a kid in many ways because like on the hierarchy of who is involved like you are the low man on the totem pole even if you are 33 years old so I think then once you start having kids yourself I think holiday traditions get to change I think you get to like call the shots a little bit more and then you also are starting to do things so that your kids have memories and traditions and I always remember my parents I don't know if they felt this way I never really asked them about it but like when we would celebrate holidays because it was I was an only child so it wasn't like waking up on Christmas morning and there was like people everywhere and you know chaos and just like these big crazy Christmas mornings like I didn't have that but my parents did a really great job of like making it feel super super special Um, I just remember like my mom would wrap like every little Part of the gift, so it would be like it. I would come down and it would look <laughs> like thousands of gifts, and she got me great gifts. I mean, my God, the poor woman spent so much money on American Girl doll shit. God bless her. But like, would wrap every little thing, so I would have so much fun like unwrapping everything. And I, you know, as a kid, you you're like less enthralled with the actual item and more excited about the idea of it or the box that it comes in. Um, And my dad would write like letters from Santa. And I mean like the commitment was so real and for some reason I never put two and two together that Santa and my father had the same handwriting. And he would also leave like presents down in uh at our beach house and Nortley like really like laid it on thick, like really, really like dove into the whole concept that Santa was real. And then when I found out that Santa wasn't real, it was kind of devastating because it was a very big coup that they had been running on me for a very long time. And they did a really good job at, at it. So if you are a parent like don't underestimate the stupid shit that you do for your kids because they'll remember it. And I always remember Christmas as being like super cozy and super warm and loving and exciting and warm and fuzzy. And like I literally watch Christmas Vacation. (laughs) And not only does my father remind me of Chevy Chase so much and if you know him, like it's so funny. But like I am Russ in – In that movie, and like my dad would decorate the whole house. And like now thinking back on this, like my dad was like in his—he had me when I was thirty, when he was thirty-seven, I think. So like I'm like probably like four, five, six years old. So like he's in his forties, climbing up on ladders, like putting the lights up, putting all like the like the exact same setup, like Clark Griswold, and same outfit and everything. Like it is. Hysterical, and I would be like Russ, just standing there with like tangled lights and freezing my ass off and like hating it, and also like not understanding why we were doing it because like I thought that's just what you did at Christmas. Like everybody just set up their house like this, and you know, people on my block did, but you know, that's your whole world when you're that young. And then as I got older, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, my dad was it was just my dad and me, and like. We would just spend hours and he loves to tinker still to this day. So I should have just known that I was just like, you know, an accomplice in his tinkering. But he would have the whole like North Pole thing set up. And like, I don't know. Now I think about I'm like, who would do that now? Like, I don't know if people still take the time to do that. So if you are a single parent or if you have young kids, do not underestimate like the time you pour into like their holiday season if you think that they're too young, they're not gonna remember it. like no, I, these are core core memories and I know you're thinking of core memories with like your parents. like it is amazing the magic that you can create as a parent, especially around the holidays um, so never think that whatever you're doing is like stupid or worthless. like like get your kids out there, <laughs> make them stand out in the cold. <laughs> freeze their asses off so they can watch you set up your christmas lights and help you untangle them because core memories will be made and lessons will be learned and it is all worth it um so yeah that's my take on that uh we have talked about the holidays which i didn't even get to some of these other questions which i feel like this was very apropos for the season that we're entering and the fact that it is thanksgiving week so I think we're just going to end it there so I don't make this a ridiculously long episode. I hope that there was something in there for you. It was like a Botox special just sandwiched uh, on with holiday shit on either side of it. So that's great. Um, but I hope you have a fabulous holiday week. Again, if there's a family member that is driving you crazy or may have different views than you do or you think they don't do things right or this, that, and the other thing, just like do it for the plot. Ask them like many questions because if anything, it's just going to be really funny and it'll be a good story to tell, but just don't, don't ignore them. <laughs> like dig a little deeper, find something that you have in common. Cause I can almost guarantee you that you probably have more in common than you, than you don't. And if anything, they will give you a lot of funny one-liners probably that you can use in, you know, icebreaker stories from here on out. So take it with a grain of salt, never take anything personally and know that it, (laughs) what's the line in Christmas vacation when she's like, she's like, what can I tell you? It's the holidays. We're all miserable. (laughs) I mean, that's not totally true, but just remember, um, everybody's family dynamic is chaotic and unhinged and we're all doing our best. And just drink and eat and be merry and let shit roll off your back because nothing is that serious and nothing needs to be taken personally. And your crazy uncle or crazy aunt or crazy cousin is just that. They're crazy. So they're going to be crazy the next day and the day after that too. And nothing you say is going to change them or their mind. So you might as well just kick back, enjoy Eat some popcorn while you watch the show unfold. And on that note, I'm going to leave you there and we will chat next week. Love you, mean it. Thank you for sticking around. Please like and subscribe and leave a review. Please, 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 I beg. It's my like one like pity plea Um, rating and reviewing is something that I should have been asking every episode and I never do because I just assume that that would be something that happens and it doesn't. So if you like this episode, if you liked any of the previous episodes, please rate and review or share it. That would mean the world to me. If you've listened to this, please tag me in your story. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have hot takes, if you have differing opinions. I love hearing all the things. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I love you mean it. Bye guys.